1: we fail, after Satan's got us to fail, he'll come to Eve and go, you know, now that you've failed, God will never forgive you. You're through. Your marriage is done. So as you think about that, what is temptation? Temptation is simply an attraction to something or someone offered by Satan. Temptation itself is not a sin. Jesus was tempted. In fact, we can't eliminate temptation. What is a sin? Giving in to the temptation.
0: In the New Testament, Jesus called Satan the father of lies. In this instance, the word translated father means the originator. Satan came up with the idea of lying. He used lies to lure one-third of the angels from God's side, then tricked Eve, along with Adam, into disobeying God. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the lies that Satan tells married couples. You'll hear about those so you can learn to recognize them. You'll also find out about the lies the devil tells husbands and wives individually to try to weaken their bond. You'll learn about ways to protect yourselves and your marriage. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 19 as he continues his message, Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life.
1: Your lessons for you can turn to the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 3. We'll be there in a moment. Genesis chapter 3. A good marriage requires a lifetime of hard work. In a moment, I want you to say it with me. But you have to say it like you know what I'm saying and you know what you're saying. So when you get to the word hard, you've got to curl your teeth and go, hard work. Here we go. A good marriage requires a lifetime of hard work. How many know what you're saying? Uh, Every hand? That's those that are married. By the way, those that are singles, notice what you just saw. You're dying to get married. Notice what you just saw. Now, by the way, it is really, really good. Marriage is fantastic. Well, Pastor Mark, if it's good, I understand it requires some work, but Why a lifetime of hard work? Do I understand what that means? Yes, I do. 44 years and still duking it out. (laughs) I'm just like you. We have some times that it's really, really difficult. Well, Pastor Mark, how did that happen? Why is marriage a lifetime of hard work? Well, let me share with you why. We learned that in the garden, Adam and Eve, they didn't have any commands to love one another, respect one another. The commands they had were to leave and clean. There was no commands to them, don't get angry, don't hold grudges, don't go to bed with your aunt. There was none of that. And we wonder, well, why is that? Well, that's because Adam and Eve in the garden were created sinless. Well, then where does all this hard work come from? One thing. Satan entered the garden. And life, including married life, would never be the same. First thing for you to write today is the reason for the hard work. Marriage. The deceiver, Satan, is active. Marriage was never meant to be hard. But Satan was the great tempter. Now, we learn in Genesis chapter 3, we will start in a moment. I'll just give you a review of verses 1 through 5. Satan tempts Eve to doubt the word of God, then to deny the word of God, and he finally gets her to disobey the word of God. That's no different than today. Satan hates God's design and God's directions for marriage. Satan says to Eve, God is lying to you. You can simply do your own thing, take the fruit, enjoy it. Then you can be I, boss. You can direct your life just like I'm directing mine. Eve, in fact, you can be a God yourself, living totally independent from God. Well, how did Eve respond to those temptations and lies from Satan? Well, she was deceived. She didn't understand that his motive was to destroy her relationship with God and Adam's relationship with God and to destroy their marriage. Oh, it's the same today. Well, how does Satan do that? Well, here, write these down and we'll talk about them in a moment. There's many others, but these are the main ones. We need to understand the schemes of Satan. All of us that like football, you guys and gals, and we'll watch different teams now. You'll hear this. Well, there's a new defensive coordinator, and he's got these different schemes, and it's a 4-6, and it's all kind of all kind of thing. And, and the, the, the other team is trying to figure out the scheme so they can beat it. Well, we need to understand how Satan works. Well, he works by, notice, temptation, lying. The Bible calls him an angel of light. He's a great deceiver. He looks right. It makes sense to us. Then the last condemnation, when we fail, after Satan's got us to fail, he'll come to Eve and go, you know, now that you've failed, God will never forgive you. You're through. Your marriage is done. So, as you think about that, what is temptation? Temptation is simply an attraction to something or someone offered by Satan. Temptation itself is not a sin. Jesus was tempted. In fact, we can't eliminate temptation. What is a sin? Giving in to the temptation. You understand how temptation is alluring. You're on a diet. You have to drive by Krispy Kremes every day. And you just say to the Lord, Lord, if it's your will, there'll be a parking place in front of Krispy Kremes. (laughs) You get there, the sign is flashing. Hot, hot, hot and ready. But there's no parking place. An hour later, after you've circled the block 150 times... (laughs) There's a parking place. Thank you, Jesus. You've answered my prayer. You see, the temptation isn't a sin. It's when you walk in, get a cold glass of milk, and two of them come right down. The... You know what it's like, don't you? It's just dripping off the sides. Well, Pastor Mark, I would never do that. I would never give in to temptation. Oh, we do. Eve did. She didn't really understand. And of course, as we begin to do that, it's not only temptation that Satan uses. He lies. In fact, Satan lied to Eve. You'll never die. That's a lie from God. Satan lies to many of us in this room right now. Your marriage will never make it. Well, that's not what God says. You know the latest insurance that was just announced this week? It's sad. The latest insurance is this insurance. It's called divorce insurance. It was in the headlines of the USA Today. You can now buy divorce insurance so that when you get divorced, you can make money from your divorce. That's a lie from Satan. How about another lie? Satan always says to us, you know, Eve, the grass is greener. You can get a lot better guy than this Adam turkey. If you just leave your marriage, the next one will be terrific. Adam, get rid of this gal. She's useless. Start looking. Because there's going to be well the grass is green. If there's going to be somebody else that's going to fit you better, in fact don't wait. You got to find happiness now. Life's too short just go for it. Your next marriage partner will really really be better. Really? Wow. Let me show you the latest statistics. Interesting. Just came out. The divorce rate in America for the first marriage 50%. How's Satan doing? Doing very well. I'm sorry to say to you that the church isn't far from that. Now, we don't really know what it is because a lot of people call themselves believers. They're not really believers. But let's just say it's 30%. Well, how can that be? We'll see. Second, you remember the life from Satan? Grass is greener. Get married again. Watch what happens. The divorce rate in America for the second marriage, 67%. You get married a second time. Your chance? One third of making it. Well, Pastor Mike, I tried that too, and I know three's a charm. Here it is. Seventy-four. One chance out of four. Now who's lying? Satan's lying. Now, let's think about that for a moment. As you look at that lie, why that lie? Because the problem is In the marriage that you move to, you take you. (laughs) Am I right? And you marry another person that's imperfect. We'll see that today. Divorce is not the solution. Working it out hard is the solution. Now look at Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. When the woman saw, after she did all this talking with Satan, that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Now, we know from the Bible that Eve was really deceived. She didn't get it, but Adam outright disobeyed God willingly. You see, when we don't obey God, when we see, desire, take, do something we shouldn't, it's simply called sin. And in the middle of sin is always I. Sin is simply choosing my will over God's will. So Adam and Eve, here in verse 6, they show us the truth. And I want you to understand, Satan has two goals to destroy Adam and Eve's relationship with God individually and to destroy their marriage. He's out to destroy your relationship with God individually and to destroy your marriage. He's an amazing foe. He's very deceptive. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, as we go through that, the problem is, how can I say that to you? Well, when Adam and Eve sin, they're our parents. That DNA was transferred to you, to you, to every human being. So the scripture says, we're all born sinners. Our youngest child, born in that womb, comes out of the womb, a sinner. They're going to need something to change that sin nature because the sin nature I'm born with is simply this. I boss, I independent, I do what I want. We become our own God. So when Adam and Eve sinned, marriage on the river of life never be the same again. Never. Now hard work forever. For the first time, we have two imperfect people. I, boss, I change you, I selfish. Huge problems. So after they sin, what happens is, basically, they're kicked out of the boat. They're gone. And here they are on the shore, no longer in the boat. Sin has broken that relationship. Marriage is now a disaster. Disaster. By the way, when I took them out, can you tell me who was first? Who was up here? Was there anything different? Why? Who was there? Who was the boss of this boat? Woman was. You got it. Well, is that how it started? No, they were a team. And I want to show you what I believe is very important for you to understand that one of the number one huge problems we have is Adam and Eve have a problem. Husbands will not lead and wives will not follow. As I look at marriage today, that may be one of the biggest problems we have. You see, in that boat today, Eve was the head. Well, how did that happen? And it happens because of this. In our marriages, we very often now have passive husbands and controlling wives. But remember, when Adam and Eve were made by God, Eve was brought to Adam to complete him. They were not good apart. They needed each other. But remember, remember, God made man the head but he was to be a servant leader head and to lead his wife and to protect his wife and to provide for his wife. He was not I boss. He was to be the spiritual leader of the home. Here's the problem. Many of you men have never stepped up and become the spiritual leaders of your home. And so there's a void. You see, there always has to be a leader. And what did we discover? The woman leads because the man won't. I just want to challenge you guys. Step up. Take your role. Be the spiritual leader. Bring a Bible to church for crying out loud. Don't sit here for years. And there's nothing spiritually happening in your life. Your wife is starving for somebody. To step up. Well, Pastor, my personality is kind of passive. I can't do that. Yes, you can. Now, being the spiritual leader doesn't mean a controlling leader that never identifies the need of his spouse. I can just tell you this. that After many, many years in our marriage, I can say this. I am the spiritual leader of my home. I'm the spiritual leader of this church. I have an elder board, but I'm the spiritual leader. But how often do I want to play that spiritual leader card? If I have to play that card too much, something's wrong. If I have to play the spiritual leader card to my wife, I'm boss, oh baby. <laughs> if I play that card, what's wrong? Well, is that a servant leader? Is that what Jesus would do? No, I'm supposed to lay my life down from my wife. So if I play that card, here's why it's wrong. If a husband and wife, singles, listen, if you're married to a believer, husband and wife are hearing from God. So when you're trying to make a decision, if the, if the man steps forward and says, obey me, and the wife says, well, I don't think that's really what God said. There's a problem. God isn't saying one thing to the man and the other thing to the woman. So very rarely in our marriage do I play that card. Sometimes I have to, but very rarely. By the way, sometimes I go with my wife's opinion. Because sometimes she's way more right in some things than I am. See, we're learning to submit one to another. So I want to say to you men today, step it up. This wife of yours, she is dying inside her heart. She's made to have a leader, husband, that'll lay his life down for her. She's dying for it. And you won't step up. Step it up. Become that leader. Now, there's a problem. Some of you ladies, the husband's tried to step up. (laughs) I'm not following anybody. You're wrong. The reason your house isn't happy, you're out of order. But see, realistically, what do we should have? We should have a team flowing together. There's no I in team. But there has to be a head. So I want to challenge you ladies. Step back. Let your husband lead. Now, one more thing. We get lots of emails, and and people misunderstand this. When the Bible says that the husband is the head, he's always the servant leader. Like Christ laid his life down for the church. So we have people that write me, Pastor Mark my husband has been physically abusing me. Not, not verbally, What? physically. Beating me up. Of course, sometimes we have the opposite, but mo- mostly women. He's beating me up. He's angry. He's broken my arm or whatever. And my Christian friends stay, say, stay in the marriage. God's given you that marriage. You just submit to that. That is 100% wrong. God has never put a woman in a marriage to be physically abused. You leave the home, get to a place of safety, See if we can get counseling. See if we can get that husband and say, what is wrong with you, you wimp? I'm serious. Some of you women will go right back into that and say it's God's will. It is never God's will for you to be physically beat. Never. Now be careful. Some of you call and say, my husband said, I'm angry at you. As verbal abuse. I'm leaving. What is wrong with you? But let me go back to the physical for a second. If we can't solve the problem here with counseling, we have a lot of police officers that can solve the problem. (laughs) They go to this church. They love me. (laughs) So be careful. So what do we have? We have a problem. Husband and a wife. There should be a leader. They should flow together, but they're not really doing it. Well, look, how did they get out of the boat? Look at verse 7. Then their eyes of both of them were open. They realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Circle these words. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They hid You see, now they're out of the raft. They're sitting on the shore. They're thinking to themselves, why did we disobey? What were we thinking? What are we going to do now? See, there's no relationship with God. He's gone. They're hiding, they think, from him. And they're trying to figure out what's next. For the very first time in human history, Four things happen. Adam and Eve are experiencing shame, guilt, fear, and remorse. Their intimacy one to another, you'll see later, damaged. Their intimacy with God, damaged. Now, instead of hiding, they they should have been running to God, confessing their sin, asking forgiveness, but they were hiding. From God. Hmm. I put a chair up here for me to represent myself and Linda in my marriage. Well, let's just talk about it individually. Adam and Eve are hiding. Anybody here ever hide from God? Try to hide something from God? Can I see your hand. Yeah. Rest of your line. Right now, you're hiding. Isn't it interesting? Hiding from God. I begin to think about it this week. Hiding from God is an oxymoron. How do you hide from an all-knowing God? Are we stupid or what? But we've all been there. Oh, we've all been there. And that's because we're experiencing those things when we disobey. The shame, the guilt, the fear, the
0: remorse. Today, Pastor Mark taught about Adam and Eve and the beginning of human spiritual warfare. You learn that the devil's interaction with men and women has always involved deception and continues that way today. Fortunately, you also found out that God has made it possible for you to defeat Satan. You learn that God's ready to help you beat the devil's influence on your marriage. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. You'll hear more about the disaster for marriage that resulted after Adam and Eve's disobedience to God. You'll learn how this affects marriages today and how these spiritual diseases work themselves out in your life. You'll also hear about the solution that God's provided. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark We'll continue teaching through this series, Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.